We're here with Bill Karras, President and CEO of Holman Growth Ventures. This is Amplify, a retail automotive podcast brought to you by Reuters Events and DeSoto. It's time to make the most innovative voices in retail automotive louder. All right. I, I love it when we have a guest that I just met. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. It's going to be fun. Welcome, welcome to go. the podcast. Thanks for giving us some time. Thank you. Since I don't know the answer to this, I'm going to ask the question and say, <laughs> give, give us a little bit of your background in the industry. Give us the 60-second 60, 60 overview. Sure. The uh, long elevator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, started off uh, in the business, in our fleet business, was called ARI. Started off in the Philly uh, area and then best I, city in the world. Just got to put that in, in the there. world. Yeah, we uh, come in second a whole lot. We're gonna win one sooner or later here. I know. Um, so we uh, started there for about a year and a half, and then I was asked to go out to the West Coast to Southern California and Seattle business development in fleet management. So that was my how I kind of cut my teeth in the business, and then after that, I was asked to come back to uh, New Jersey, and uh, from there, I ended up running our retail group for the better part of 18 years. One of the joys of my life, being able to hang out with the Holman family, about 50% of my working hours, and uh, learned a lot about how to go from selling a 1,000 vehicles fleet to one at a time, which is a joy. And then from there, we uh, started a, a, a ventures group. I had no idea what that was going to be. That was seven years ago, and here we are today. All right. So as because a, a ventures group is something that like you just don't hear that as like a title of a company but explain maybe what the ventures group means to the Holman organization and and how how that operates within the larger ecosystem yeah great question so uh when my boss and good friend carl ortel first told me this seven eight years ago he said hey bill i want you to do this he said i have no idea what it's going to be called i'm not sure exactly what you're going to do clean sheet of paper but um here's what we want you to do your goal and your mandate is to make sure that this company remains relevant for generations to come. And I said, okay. Oh, yeah. That's, How do we do that? No lightweight. Can he say no. that to me? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. He said, tell me what your title wants to be. Tell me, I'm going to give you a bunch of number one draft picks from the company. Let's, let's figure this thing out. And that's really how it all started. It was Carl's vision. And then I started running with it. I have to tell you... Um, Huge props go out to our friends at uh, Cox Automotive. They had a group, a ventures group there that we learned a lot from them. I mean, we were like their little brothers for the first year. And uh, so they learned a lot from them. And we, we came out with a mantra in our shop. We said we wanted to know what the smartest minds were thinking and where the smartest money was investing. And mm. so we just started following all that and saying, where should we go? And um, out of that, we, we ended up building a couple of platforms. We partnered with a couple of platforms. Our friends at Cox, we partnered with a platform called FlexDrive, which was a subscription business. It went a little different than the way we thought it was going to go. We Don't they always? The <laughs> pivot, the pivot was there. But we went from, uh, we were going to connect millions of consumers, and we ended up connecting tens of thousands um, or subscribing tens of thousands of fleet vehicles. Sold the business to Lyft, and they're still using it today to onboard drivers. So pretty cool, pretty cool outcome for that one. Unexpected, but cool. That's why, like, it's just automotive never ceases to amaze me. I'm like, you did what for where, and it's what now? You know, that's yeah, now it. we're doing another thing. And now we're just doing another thing. So all of that in an effort to, and, and I love that the heart of it is we want to make sure that our business is viable long into the future. And that means, as we were, we were talking about just before the, the, we started recording, is that it's kind of this, where do we fill gaps, right? Where are the gaps in just selling and servicing, like the main 
business out, outcomes of what we do as, a, as an automotive dealer group. So those are the main, so what gaps are you currently filling or looking to fill to create efficiency and streamline that? Yeah, great question. So one of the things we really love is the connect a car. And you know, some people call it IOT. We like to say IOT because it's not just telematics, but especially when 5G comes around, the IOT connect a car platform. So we actually took what we did in fleet. We have about a half a million connected cars in fleet for some of our major clients there. We said, what if we were to build workflows for our dealership? So not only where is my car, but why is my car in that geofence for 10 hours, wash bay, for two days in the reconditioning base when it should only be there for one day? So we, wow. we took this, you know, as we like to say the fancy word, like the juxtaposition of time <laughs> and space, where the vehicle is and why is it there. And then all of a sudden this, this prints out to our used car manager, your car's been in reconditioning for three days. It's only supposed to be there for two. Wow. The truth. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then on the customer side, oh my goodness, there's so many really cool things we were able to do there. So think service loaners, the cars are connected. Um, BMW, for instance, if a car goes over 5,000 miles as a service loaner, we lose all our incentives. That's thousands of dollars. So we would put customers out not knowing when they're gonna come back. Now what we know is that your car is 100 miles from my shop and, or my dealership, and I need to get it back, so I'll call you and say, hey, you're in a three series. I'm gonna bring a five series out. I'm doing it to save the dealership. So you actually 5, do it in 000. a way that seems yeah. like you're doing them a favor exactly. because you have the information, it's all connected. You That's know what, amazing. it's your lucky day about to say five grand right <laughs> somebody's lucky day yeah right. <laughs> that's exactly. that's a no because well and i love that you saw it as an opportunity you're like wait okay now we can take a pain point that could become a pain point of hey bring your car back in and we can actually turn it into surprise and delight oh it's so exactly. good that's exactly the words i love that surprise and delight. don't you love that oh. yeah it's more than just customer satisfaction it's surprising and delight you don't get to do that too often, but when you do, it's super cool. I mean, I and think the companies that do it the most are the ones that win. The, they the just win. Legendary hospitality companies, mm. right? It's just an effort in surprise and delight. Kyle and I are reading a book uh, called Unreasonable Hospitality by... Great book. Oh, I just started it. Well, we're going to try to have uh, Will Godara at a SodoCon, uh, so you have to come it. see him and oh, meet I'll him. I'll be there. Okay. I'll be there. Okay, yeah. so... And, and uh, we're just we're, yeah, we're just going to be here for now. <laughs> Everybody else is coming to the podcast. Us and Bill, we're going to hang out. <laughs> Love it, man. And Love so it. And he says, like, luxury is about how much money you spend, right? But thoughtfulness is a, or not, what, what did he say? Uh, luxury is about how much it costs, but legendary is about how thoughtful it was. Yes. Mm. I haven't gotten to that part in the book, but I can't wait. It's good. It's toward the end. Yeah. He has this whole automotive example thing he goes into love in there. That. I love this. We got a little book club going on. Got right a little now. book club. This You're like the great. fourth person in the last two months who said you have to read this book. So one of, one of my uh, good friends bought it for me. He just said read. It's it a Harris. really good friend. That's yeah. a great friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what are like when when you think about the things in our industry right now that we need to be solving for for our consumers? What are some of those things that you're like, hey, this isn't out there. It's not being solved for. Maybe it's not even on, on the radar of anywhere. What are those things that, that as, as a venture, like I always think about venture people. It's like we're always just looking over the horizon, hoping someone else is looking there with us, right? What are, mm -hmm. you, what are you hoping someone else is looking over there with you? Yeah, so I would say there are some real challenges in retail. And, and you know, we don't have to go through what people think. You know, would they rather 
get a, t a tooth pulled or you know go to a car dealer, all those things that have been around forever. I here's my theory on all that is that because we're such a fragmented industry. I mean, what does Lithia sell? Maybe two percent of the total new vehicles sold. So. Every dealer wants something different. And so when you look at what's available to us, there's some really good technology partners, but stitching it all together, you know, we're talking about data. So not only do, it's not a matter of who owns the data, but how do we use that data to deliver a retailing experience, both online and physical, where the customer just goes, oh my goodness, where has that been? That's what I want. And it's all the little things that happen in the background. It's knowing that you are looking online at a vehicle, you know, and dropping uh, cookies and hashtags on people, and knowing that was you that were looking at a new car to use car, and now I can interact with you in a way that I serve up what you want. I read your mind. I mean, let's let's face it, all the modern marketplaces, Amazon, you go in there, it's like, oh, it just reads my mind. This yeah. is so easy. We don't have the tools to do that. And I would say, that's not this tangible piece to say, well, it should be subscription. People want subscription. No, it's how do you meet that customer where they are at that point? So for us, that whole data middleware piece, we believe is huge. We've invested in one company, a company called Orbi, who's really attacking that in a big way. So how do I know how to more intelligently in a more modern way relate to my customer? That's just one piece. That's not like super sexy, like, oh, we've got this, no. you know, 10 Bell Gee Whiz. It's just the customer. Yeah, saying, but here's this the thing. What, what happens at. on the end of a really good experience like that, whether it be digital or physical, is the customer comes away with a feeling. They don't see all of the like tech and connections and APIs and data centricity and all that. They wouldn't care if they did. They wouldn't care. But what they get to, they get to the end and they go, ah, that was nice. Right? They just breathe out and it's like that felt good yep um my my buddy kevin you know kevin he's always like he, he'll show me something new that he's developing and it's like he's like this is gonna feel so good you know to uh, click that or yeah. to do that and it's like i if, love that if people could just go like this is gonna feel so good on the other end of whatever we're working on as an industry like if that's the the output that our customers get we're gonna be in a great place and the yeah. good thing is we have room to improve. So it's not like we're at this, you know. There's the winning like, mentality right absolutely. there. <laughs> so let's go. We can do that. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a big one. It just And I love what you said about how the, the customers want to feel it was easy. I, one of the things I always want to make sure is customers feel special. Like, you're special bec and because we did this for you, not knowing it was really easy. So we have to create, coming back to your original question, for ventures, we need to use technology to create ways to interact with their customers they're just special and people go oh my goodness that was amazing let's do that again i couldn't close that any better myself nope some special surprise and delight bill thank you so much for joining thank us you. and, and joining us on blast. thanks so much appreciate it thanks for listening to the amplify podcast brought to you by reuters events and the sotu for more engaging episodes like this subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform you can learn more about our hosts, Paul J. Daly and Cal Mountsier, by visiting asotu.com.